This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk, the preview show. We are looking forward to the trip to Exeter on Tuesday. We are recording ahead of the weekend's game with Bristol Rovers. I was about to say Bristol City there. I got carried away <laughs> thinking I was a championship championship fan. Um, so we're looking forward to the, the Exeter away game. Delighted to be joined by BBC Summariser and host of My New Football Club, He's possibly got the best second name ever. It's Mr. John Beer. How are you doing, John? Oh, good. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. No worries at all. Well, we'll get straight into it. Um, let's talk about Exeter. Sum up the season so far for me. Yeah, I think if, if you're looking at it from a from a fan's perspective, um, I think everyone's delighted. I think all you know people wanted to maintain that first season in in League One and just try and you know stay up and, and we've done more than that we've, we've held you know we've shown a really good account of ourselves we've been really really good at times this season I think consistency unfortunately has been the difference between us sort of really contending for playoffs it hasn't really looked at any point like we'll be in trouble and at the bottom end of the table and we've given some some good teams some really good run for their money we gave obviously your your guys a good run for their money up at your place and Plymouth and Barnsley, we've done them twice, so we've, we've, I think we've we've really shown a good account of ourselves, and it's going to be really good to uh, to build on next season. Yeah, definitely. And we were just talking off camera there, and and saying about how the manager really wants to finish strongly and and be almost his best of the rest. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think it's just a it's a mindset thing. I think Gary called us really big on mindset, really big on attitude, really big on application, those kinds of things. And although there in reality isn't an awful lot to play for, it's still, you know, wanting to finish as high as we can, showing the teams that we're we're here for for a playoff place next season. We want to be challenging, you know, whether that materialises or not, you know, it will be down to recruitment in the summer. But there's a, there's a real mentality within the squad now, which is we want to finish as, as high as possible. And, you know, although the... The saying is, you know, some of the players might be on the beaches already. I, I, from what I gather, it's really not the case. Yeah, well, that's bad news if you're a Derby County fan because <laughs> uh, we need all the luck we can get given our, our fixtures. X is definitely a, a tough place to go. You talked there about the away game. Um, it was nil-nil. Looking back at that result, obviously happened in October. I can't remember what happened last weekend. So <laughs> that was uh, a surprise to see that result. Us not scoring, us not conceding. What do you recall from from that game? I know you went. 
yeah it was well first time at at your place it was incredible it's sort of one of those stadiums that sort of like as a as a lower league football fan takes your breath away in in respect to the game i think it was gary caldwell's first game in charge um of us that might be wrong but i'm pretty sure that's right and um i just remember being on the back foot for a lot of the game you guys caused us all sorts of problems um i remember thinking that cash in was unbelievable on the night um couldn't absolutely could not get anything past him uh, obviously we had the uh the jamal blackman injury scare which he, he got taken off and we had to bring on our 18 year old keeper and we were sort of backs against the wall for the last well, for the majority of the game really we we're sort of looking to catch you on a break for the majority but yeah i remember thinking wow we've done well to come away with the point there yeah definitely i mean like i say i don't really recall the game but uh, <laughs> you've just told me about having your keeper and an 18 year old you know coming onto the pitch and for us not to have, have won that game, you know, we, we, we're going to look back at points in the season and think, right, we should have had a three points when we had one. We should have had three points when we had none. And I, I guess situations like that are, are ultimately why we are where we are and uh, and not a little bit higher and, and in that kind of top two, I guess. Um, you've said there about how good this season's been. What do you kind of put that down to? Is it manager? Is it players? Is it fans? Is it a combination of everything? I think the big difference between, because obviously we finished second on goal difference in League Two last season. And I think the difference between us and Forest Green, who finished top, was our ability to retain players. I think because we finished second, we went a little bit under the radar in terms of we didn't lose anybody over the summer. Um, we we strengthened, um, if anything, brought in a few players here and there. Obviously, the likes of Jay Stansfield, who's, who's been unbelievable this season for us. So I think that's the key difference. We just didn't lose anybody over the summer and we were able to keep that momentum going whereas sort of Forest Green became disjointed they lost Kane Wilson Nicky Cad and all these players to, to to other League One sides and championship sides and that's really what I put it down to and obviously we had the little rock in the middle of the season where Matt Taylor left us and went to Rotherham but Gary came in and in you know in my opinion we're playing better football under Gary Cordo is a more of a on the floor style of play I mean Matt liked to keep the ball on the floor as much as possible but we're just we seem so much better organized and we just looks like a, a, a really good outfit so a, a recruitment has been has been key to us as well over this over january we, we strengthened really well kevin mcdonald james scott um we've, we've done really well in, in in our recruitment not only gary caldo has done well in his recruitment but also the board as well because gary gary caldo has been a, a really shrewd appointment yeah yeah for sure looking at your next four they don't get harder, realistically, do they? I mean, we'll talk about the game tomorrow um, in a in a little bit. But after the local derby, it's Derby, Sheffield Wednesday, and then Ipswich. Obviously, Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich both being away from home as well. You said there before, uh, there's a chance to put a spanner in the works for for some of that team. Obviously, you'll be hoping that you get a result and uh, you see Plymouth fall out of that that kind of second place and out of the automatics. But how much, how exciting is that to know that extra are, are going to play kind of a key role in deciding who's going to get promoted from this division? Yeah, it's, it's incredibly exciting. I think it's, it's really one of the only things we've got to look forward to now is sort of trying to put a spanner in as many clubs as possible. Um, obviously I'd love it for it, to, for it to be Plymouth and mess their season up. But, you know, even if it's anybody else, we're going everywhere looking to, to win every game. And like I said, finish best of the rest. I think the official League One Twitter account tweeted a few months ago, that, well, a few weeks ago, sorry, that, you know, Exeter City have got 
the biggest are the biggest deciders in who goes up this season. I mean, we've had a few poor results against top sides. I mean, we've just played Peterborough, played Bolton before that. Now we've got Plymouth, then Derby, then Ipswich. So it's not been any easy run whatsoever. But uh, we, we're like I said before, we're showing a good account of ourselves, and we're really, really looking to put some some spanners in the work, and hopefully we'll have something to celebrate. Yeah, for sure. Well, talk to me about the derby then. It's 12 o'clock tomorrow. I, I imagine it's been brought forward for... Is it? Is it on TV? It's not on the telly, I don't think. It's, it's not more on the pol- policing ish- issue, I think. Just right. uh, the earlier you have it, the less time people have to drink, less problems, um, yeah. et cetera. Um, but yeah, honestly, it's, you know when, this, when the fixtures come out and we're in the same division, it's the first two you look for. Where, where, when are you playing away, when are you playing at home? Um you know, it's a derby, so the old cliches come out. You know, form really does go out, out, you know, out the bag or whatever you like to call it. It's it's one of those that our players are going to be right up for. They know what it means. We've got a lot of homegrown players who know what it means to play against Plymouth. Um, a lot of their mates will be Exeter City fans who will want us to win and that kind of stuff. So you know, there's there's no denying it's a massive game. Uh, it's sold out again. We've been sold out so many times this season. That's an- another reason why we, I think we've been so successful. We've been really, you know, packing the park as they as they as they say on Twitter. And it, we've just, you know, everything's been really good this season. But yeah, the, the game is is a really exciting one, and everyone's looking forward to it. Nervous, but everyone's looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, I wish you luck tomorrow. I think Plymouth. I've always said from the start of doing these preview pods, I've said that uh, they potentially may fall away. I still think they might do, and actually, I wouldn't mind them compared to the likes of Ipswich Wednesday. You know, I'd, I'd rather have them in the playoffs if we get there. If being the uh, the key word there. Let, let's talk about the the Derby game. Um, obviously, like I said, Derby coming to Exeter next Tuesday. Um, just want to, I guess, get a bit of insight from you in, in terms of how Exeter will, will kind of set up. Um, what's the formation? What's the likely personnel? Yeah, I think it's like a... It's, we, we'd always line up in a, in a bit of a weird formation. I think it's more of a 3-5-3 three, three sort of, but uh, there's always one playing in behind those two up front. So when we went up to your place, we had um, our front three was Sam Nombe, Jay Stansfield and Giovanni Brown. Obviously, Giovanni Brown won't be playing uh, for the rest of the season. So it'll be interesting to see who plays in that 10 role. It could be Joe White, who was one of the uh, January uh, recruitments. He's been really good from Sunderland on loan. Uh, Newcastle, sorry, on loan. Christ, don't, uh, <laughs> don't get those two confused. Um, but yeah, and then we've, we've to be honest, it's going to be a, quite a change side from what we played up at your place. I think Caprice and Sparks played on, as either wing backs. I don't think any of those will start at wing back. I think Dimitri Mitchell, who's another January signing we'll, we'll play on the left permanent deal from Hibbs he's been really impressive since we've come in he's put, since he's coming he's been probably our best player uh really tricky wing back fast uh he's got an eye for goal as well weak foot strong foot um so he'll be he'll be a real challenge for whoever's you know marking him he'll he'll keep you high keep you keep your wingers or wing backs high um and it'll cause you a, a lot of problems uh in midfield it's going to be pretty similar I think we started with Diang up at your place. He's unfortunately moved on to, to Gillingham. So it'll probably be Collins and Harry Kite in midfield who are just workhorses, run a lot. Archie Collins, I think, is a bit of an unsung hero in our squad. Um, does a lot of the uh, sort of what people call boring stuff, keeps the ball moving, ticking from side to side. I think Kevin McDonald could start in the midfield, depending on if he's fit. He's probably the only injury worry we've got uh, going into that Tuesday game. So... Other than that, I think the back three will probably be similar to what we've played for the remainder of the season, sort of Hartridge, Sweeney and Will Ameson, who was another one of our January 
signings. He's he's now our skipper. He's been really good as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a much changed side to what played up at, at your place, but it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be stronger than what, what it was. Okay. And and who would you say, if you had to say one person, who who's going to be the danger man? Who's going to cause Derby the most problems? Uh, it's got to be Sam Number. He's he's going to cause. I mean, he has caused havoc in games this season. He's so strong. He's so quick. His eye for goal is is incredible. He's raw, in my opinion. I think he's you know he can be a little bit hit or miss. If he's on it, he's on it. If he's not, he's not. But I think Sam Number, Jay Stansfield will cause problems. He's relentless work rate. That's what we have in this team. It's just relentless runners. Sam Nombe, Jay Stansfield, um, Archie Collins, Harry Kite, these people, they don't stop running. Um, and you, you, I think uh, that's going to be where our main strength lies, sort of catching you on the break. One player I wanted to talk about, you've just mentioned him there, Jay Stansfield. A lot of fans will know his story, but I just wanted to get it as a, you know, as you're a fan um, very close to the club as well. In your own words, tell me about that that heartwarming story, Jay Stansfield. Yeah, so for those who don't know, his father, Adam, played for us. Um, unfortunately, ended his career with us after he passed um, of bowel cancer. I think he was 30, 31 years old, so absolutely no age at all. Um, but he had his son was with us in the academy for, for many years. Jay Stansfield unfortunately left for Fulham because he was, you know, incredible. He is an incredible talent. He's going to play in the Premier League. Uh, or he has played in the Premier League, but will probably be a regular in the Premier League uh, in the future, no doubt. Um, so he left while he was in the academy and we were fortunate enough to get him on loan this season. He was wearing his dad's number that was retired, uh, number nine. Um, and it, it was all like, you know, sort of everything aligned. He's really more than good enough to be playing at this level probably should be playing in the championship if i'm if i'm perfectly honest um but yeah it was a brilliant story he scored his first goal away at barnsley did his father's trademark celebration the knee slide into the corner and he's been sort of waiting for that goal in front of the big bank and a few weeks ago he, he got it and it was you know if you i don't know if you've seen the clip but on social media it sort of not blew up but people loved it he was sort of emotional in front of the big bank in tears sort of crying after his goal so um, the story is is beautiful. It's a real fairy tale story, and um, it's it's been an honour to have him this season. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's one of football's, you know, like you said, there one of the most beautiful stories in in football. And here's hoping he can he can do it again tomorrow in the early kickoff, or he can get a hat trick or something like something like that. That would be uh, so. that would be that would be perfect. Yeah, awesome. Um, so how do Exit approach games kind of home in a way. Is, is there a difference? Do you think you're a bit more expansive at home and a bit more disciplined away? Or is there is there some similarities? I think I don't think there's a difference in the way we set up. I think that like the only difference is sort of the the home crowd. We've been to some real places where, you know, some of these players will never have played at, at these big stadiums. I think we're we're sort of gaining a little bit more experience now, like Will Ames and Kevin McDonald. These players would have played on have played on the biggest uh, stages certainly Kevin McDonald anyway played in the Premier League not so long ago so I, th I don't think there's any difference in our approach home and away I think we're still looking to get at teams trying to catch teams on the break work hard try and win the ball back as high as possible um, I think that like I said the only difference really is so sometimes the uh, the atmosphere can can get the better of us and and yeah, but at home, where I mean, we've been really good this season. There's been a few, only a few teams that have beaten us at home, and we sort of made it a little bit of a fortress. The home fans have been incredible this season, selling out week in, week out, which we haven't done for years and years. So um, 
yeah, I'd, in terms of the way we set up footballing wise, there's not really much difference home and away. We're looking to get our teams press high. Yeah. Okay. Well, that should mean it's going to be a good game then. Hopefully, it will be uh, yeah a, a good advert for for League One. Obviously, we're both hoping for different results. Obviously, but uh, <laughs> let let's see what happens. Is there any weaknesses that you feel that Derby could exploit, and and what's what's kind of your I suppose idea on on Derby kind of coming down and, and what kind of threats are they going to pose? Well, in terms of you know what to exploit from us, I think we've got a really not really slow, but it's a slow back three. The ball's in behind uh, a killer. I think we we conceded on against Peterborough on Monday, and it was a sort of nothing ball in behind, just perfectly clipped in behind, and sort of Sweeney didn't have the pace to to get back and and recover, and the the ball was chipped over Jamal, which is not something you can say very often for a man of six foot seven but uh yeah i think that's where we've been caught out a lot this season the balls in behind whether they're on the floor or just driven in behind in a in a gap uh that's the real way to exploit us i think in terms yeah. of what you're bringing i don't know sort of what your last lineups have been like but i mean from what i saw uh up at your place i mean mendez lang was uh was causing us all sorts of problems uh i, I really like the look of louis sibley although he got pulled at half time up at your place. So I don't know whether that was injury related or yellow card related. I'm not too sure. And then obviously, like I mentioned before, that uh, cash in was, um, was exceptional. So yeah, I think, um, you, you know, if you, if you play the right way, try and get the ball in behind into those spaces that so often appear with us at times, um, I think you're, you're going to cause us all sorts of problems. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. Well, we're not naturally blessed with pace. Uh, obviously, on the wings, we've got Mendes Lang, um, Barkos and Dobbin, who are quite pacey. But I think in the forward areas, obviously, we've got McGoldrick and Collins, who aren't kind of blessed with with pace. And I was, I've seen quite a lot of people say, you know, we probably should have gone out and, and got somebody um, that, that's got a bit of pace to go through the middle. Um, but we didn't replace William Asula, who is now back at Sheffield United, and I think was on the bench for Sheffield United at the weekend. So... Yeah, I'm not sure we've got pace in that that kind of number nine position, but I think we've definitely got pace on the the wings. And yeah, going back to what you said there about Louis Sibley, I think it's been a a bit of a strange season for him. Um, found himself in and out, found himself at left back um, at Anfield, and then stuck there because he played well, <laughs> which is uh, which is quite strange. But yeah, I guess we have got players to 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 make a difference. But yeah, I'll um I'll text Paul Warren after this and tell him he's got to play some speed up front. <laughs> I joke, I've not got his well, number. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that about Asula because he started against us and I thought he looked a, a real handful. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't, I wasn't aware that he'd gone back, which is that must have been a, a, a relatively big loss. 
it was really strange because I think when he went back, him and Dobbin were very similar in terms of the impact they'd made. Um, I mean, went away to Cambridge and saw Asula come off the bench and thought he, he looked he looked brilliant. I think he was that kind of impact sub that we really needed in that position. Um, we were told it was a decision by United, Sheffield United, to, to take him back. Um, although I don't really think people were too too bothered, to be honest. So... Yeah, I just think it was a it was one we didn't kind of replace, and and as you're probably aware, we've we've used the the smallest number of players in in the division so far. We're not blessed with with kind of depth, so you know, as one player to us is probably worth three or, or four at the moment. In in all yeah. honesty, so yeah, it's um it, it's not been good, and I think a lot of our players and probably what you'll see on Tuesday, especially with us playing tomorrow as well. I think there's there's definitely some tired legs. I think. Mendes Lang probably needs a, a month or two off, in all honesty. We keep talking about it on the review show and saying he needs a, a holiday and to rest his rest his legs. But uh yeah, do you he think can't that's, do that. that's what's gonna be the difference between the playoffs and you know the, the depth of the squad and the tiredness and because it's a long old season if you play the playoffs, you know, you've got those four or three extra weeks if you're in the playoffs, you get to the final. So yeah, yeah it's interesting to to find that out. I think it is. I mean, uh, I looked at it on on Saturday. Obviously, we had lion's share of possession, lion's share of chances. Really, should have been. It's no exaggeration to say we should have been four or five nil up at the half, but we just didn't take those chances. And then, as the time went on, it was just you know legs weren't there and ended up coming away with a point. And again, that's what I was saying earlier in terms of you know where we've dropped points is where potentially we could have been safe in the playoffs or, or maybe even in the in the race for the automatics. So, yeah, I, I think if we are lucky enough to get the playoffs, I think we might get humbled because I, I think there's there's good teams, there's fitter teams and there's teams with more depth. But we'll, we'll have to see. I think the running looks uh, particularly tricky for us. And I had a look at Peterborough's fixtures. I think if they get a result tomorrow and we, we don't, I think it's probably a bridge too far, to be honest. I mean, because in terms of like man-for-man quality, I, I like if you, like if you look on paper at your squad, I can't think of many teams in the division with better man for man quality. I mean, if you look at the starting lineup against MK Dons at the weekend, you had James Collins, who was top goal scoring in League One not so long ago for Luton Town, uh, David McGoldrick playing in the Premier League not so long ago, Barkhausen, Hurahan, Mendes Lang, Cashin. These are some incredible players at this divi- at this level. Yeah, and I think that's the worry because we do know that as fans. I think we know that as a club and there probably will be championship clubs that are looking at Derby and thinking, right, if they don't go up this year, you know, we're going to test their resolve um, and, and try and get these players. I mean, Jason Knight, who hasn't, I think he's probably not even in our top five performers this year, but he's a full Republic of Ireland international, which is yeah. just absolutely crazy. Cashin should be. Um he also didn't get voted. You'll be surprised to know that he didn't get uh, a nomination for the the League One Team of the Year, which is wow. absolutely crazy in my Bizarre. opinion. But <laughs> but uh, well, we, we've got our relationship with the EFL. We can't change that, so um, we'll have to we'll have to see how what happens with that. But um, yeah, you're right. There are some some really good individual players, but it's not always those kind of individual players yeah. that, that get up. Sometimes it's you know, what you said about your your two centre mids that are just, you know, got full of energy, full of bite and, and just will run for 90 minutes at this division. That is as crucial as somebody that's got the ability to put the ball in the back of the net and, 
you know, the, the likes of Hurahan, who when he does something special, everyone kind of sits back and goes, wow, he shouldn't be, at, he shouldn't play at this level. Yeah. But maybe eight times out of 10, your centre mid will probably have more impact on a, on a game. So I, I find it really strange being at League One for the first time. There seems to be a real, a real array of different kinds of players that are effective and non-effective. So, I mean, when I, when 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 we went up to your place, I thought I was thinking, oh God, Hurahan's going to be, you know, it was all this talk at the beginning of the season, and then I was respectfully, relatively underwhelmed with his performance on the day. I didn't think he was anything special. I think he hit a free kick that Jamal had to save, and you know, he's obviously technically dead balls are, are excellent, but. Yeah, during the game, he didn't really stand out to me. Yeah, and I think he's got his critics among the fan base. I think people probably think he, he should offer more. Um, he is coming towards the you know the final days yeah. of his career, so he's not going to be able to do the things that he did in a you know in a in a Villa shirt. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been impressed with him. I think he can he can add more. He, he definitely can. Um, I hope he's still around next season wherever we are. But I think there will be. I think potentially. Paul Warren will go and get players. Again, I, I mentioned your your centre mids, but Paul Warren, that's the kind of player I can see him going out and getting, you know, players that probably go under the radar, that are 90-minute men, that are just, you know, full of full of beans and, and will go for 90 minutes and they're not going to be sexy. They're not going to be your McGoldricks yeah. and your, you know, your, your, your Hoorahans, but they will get the job done and hopefully they'll they'll get us out of this league. But his his really... side were like that, weren't they? They were sort of hard working and got, got themselves out of the division on, you know, grit and determination, which is yeah, something you need at this level, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? It's probably if it if that happens next season, if we stay down here for another year, there'll be fans next year that will probably be in the in the you know the top top places and some people will be criticising the football if we lose the occasional game. But ultimately, no one's going to remember the the result. No one's going to remember, you know, the performances to get you up. And, you know, I'm sure you agree, Derby shouldn't be shouldn't be a League One team. Uh, no. But then again, there's many teams at this this level that, that shouldn't be a shouldn't be League One team. So yeah, let's uh let's see what happens with uh with that one. But John, I've got one more question for you. Um yeah. And as a Exeter fan and, and someone that's uh, you don't have to be impartial for this, um, what's your prediction for the for the game on Tuesday? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's uh, I'm gonna this is you know no my luck is gonna go completely the opposite way, but I think it's gonna be a really similar game to what it was like at your place. KG, a little bit of bad play from either side. No one really getting into the game. Um, Maybe a couple of chances for you guys. I think I think it's going to be nil and nil again. I can't I can't see us breaking you down terrifically well. I think if anyone's going to score, it's probably going to be you guys. I think you're 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 more likely to win than us. Um, but I'm going to go nil nil. I think we'll uh, I think we'll there'll be no goals in any of the games this season between us. Well, I hope you're not right. I hope you're not right with that. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I I think you're gonna exert a lot of energy this weekend and and naturally that's that's always going to be the case in the derby um i think we're tired as hell so i i tend to agree i think it's probably going to be a goal that decides it i don't think it's going to be a you know a a, a 2-2-3-3 something silly like that so mm. i'm going to go for a 1-0 victory for derby let's keep the playoff dream alive and and hope that uh, you can impact somebody else's season not ours do you think if you do you think if you lose against us on Tuesday that it's over 
Uh, I think it's Depending getting to a on, point. I guess tomorrow's result. Yeah, I mean, so Peterborough are going to Cambridge United in in the early kickoff. Um, I think they're kicking off probably the same time as as you tomorrow. So um, that's a big game for us. I think if Cambridge can can get us get a result and do us a favour and we win, I think it's back on. I think Bolton looking at their fixtures are probably there. I think it's between I think it's between Derby and Peterborough, and I'd probably say they've got the easier fixtures. It might even go to Sheffield Wednesday away on the last game of the season, and that's going to be interesting because our goalkeeper obviously came from from Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday fan, can you imagine the situation if <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday need to win to get automatic promotion? Yeah. We need to win to get in the playoffs, and he stands in in the goal for uh, for Derby. That'll be. An I'm thinking of uh, of going to that game. Obviously, I, I live in Manchester for the majority of the year at uni. And I think we're playing Morecambe at home and I think I've still got to be up for some uh, final deadlines. So I think me, me and a few of my mates are going to try and get, get to that game because it looks like uh, it's going to be a very important one in the, in the deciding races for both sides. Well, you know, the last time we played them in the last game of the season, we relegated them. So I'm sure yeah. they'll want to get some uh, some own back on on in that regard. But I guess what I what I hope is that they're already up and uh, and we can go there and get some some kind of result. But but like I say, even if we do get in the playoffs, it's going to be a mean feat. Um, there's some there's some really good teams. Once in that you're in there, though, it's a lottery. It's a lottery. It can go either way. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, the, with the time we got promoted previously, we were pretty rubbish, to be honest. Looking at you know, looking at the team and looking at the depth that we had when we we beat West Brom in the playoffs. When was that? Two thousand. I'm I'm rubbish for my years. Two thousand six, two thousand seven. I think it was. Um, you know, we by no means had the best team. So yeah, like you say, it is a bit of a lottery. You've got to be in it to win it. Um, but we'll we'll have to see i imagine we'll probably be having a conversation next year john to be honest um on a preview <laughs> show like this so yeah uh, th- that's the bet i'm going to make anyway okay <laughs> ever the pessimist then i guess yeah. a realist realist okay Fair <laughs> but john thanks so much for for joining us it's been good to to chat with you all things exeter um like i say all the best for for saturday I had Pieface on here. We had Pieface on the preview show, um, okay. and I wished him the best. And I'm going to wish you the best. So I'm going to sound like I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm supporting everyone that's uh, that's in the league as well. But yeah, I do wish you all the best for uh, for the game tomorrow. Obviously, can't wish you all the best for for Tuesday. Um, and yeah, I'm sure we'll, like I say, I'm sure we'll have you on again. But really appreciate you coming on tonight. No, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.